Is someone there? Can you hear me? If you can hear this message, you're listening to Tales from the Mists, a gothic horror D&D series set in Ravenloft. Please send help. There's just a handful of us, and we are so, so frightened. It's me. It's TK, your dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find my writings on tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the tiefling storm sorceress. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter or at lisapenrose.com. Hi, I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley, your artificer slash mad scientist. I can be found online at kaylakline.com or on social media at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina Afshalamov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. You can find all of my work at ashleywarrenwrites.com or on Twitter at AshleyNHWarren. Hey there, demons. It's me, your girl, Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, an occultist warlock with too many secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. There are others lost in the mess. This episode features special guests Jen Vaughn and Jason Carl. Find them on Twitter as at the Genya and Vampires and Vino, if you dare. I hear something. I better hide. I think I hear episode 13, Far From Any Road. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Yay! Welcome back to season two, or welcome for the first time to season two. I don't know, I've had a lot of tea and a lot of caffeine. We're doing Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. Well, this is not a typical campaign, and we have a rotating cast, four of our anchor members and two rotating members. Uh, that means in four episodes, Jen and Jason will live happily ever after in some other story in the mists, according to my record when it comes to endangering guests. We'll be friends and pen pals, and we'll keep in touch besties, forever. Besties forever. Everyone will be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Jason and I are ready to skip off into the sunset already. Honestly, so. <laughs> like, the track record that I have makes it more likely than not, even though I laugh. <laughs> you know what else is gross? seasickness, which is unfortunately something that Mercy has had an issue with, being one of the only members on the ship with hooves. And by one of the only, I mean specifically the only one. It's been difficult for you to get your balance for the last few weeks that you've been on this ship, and it especially was difficult for you to get enough sleep, which is why you slept through a dreamscape journey that your companions went on. Now, Constantina, while Mercy was laid up in the infirmary, you were approached by Nicodemus, Vasily's son, and he asked you whether or not you would like to sign as a as an employee, as a crew member for the Endurance, or whether you were a passenger. Unlike your three companions, you signed up as a crew member. Yes, I asked to be put to work. I wanted to be productive. Now, the bosun is the person who is, or the bosun, is the person who is typically uh, 
in charge of assigning work to new crew members. How did how did you approach Constantina on her first day on the job, Enid? With some suspicion. I mean, I don't know. I think that uh, straightforward and direct approach is always best. What did Constantina see when she when you approached her? What she sees is a halfling, old, aged, in the autumn of life. Small, of course, like all halflings, but his movements still suggest not all nimbleness has left frame for now. Over the left eye, an eye patch. Thinning hair, going gray, patchy beard. Nose has been broken at least once. A few teeth missing and tattoos. Dozens of tattoos, ghosts, creatures, monsters, all over. Okay. How do you put her to work? Hmm. Well, I think it's first best to ask if she's ever sailed before. Um, I have not. I've traveled quite extensively, but I've never sailed before. First time of But I'm a quick learner. How are you at climbing things? Uh, well, I'm willing to find out. Up. See that up there? Way at the top of the main mast? That's the crow's nest. Up there. Keep a sharp eye out. Ships, monsters, flotsam, anything that might be a problem. You see it, you call out. Can you do it? Absolutely. And um, maybe later... Um, I could play some music for the crew. I feel like every ship needs, you know, some entertainment. You play? You're a musician? I am. All right. Let's see what you do better. Music or crow's nest? I'll tell you now that it's probably music, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always willing to learn a new skill. So I would like to go try to climb up to the crow's nest. All right. Let's go ahead and... I will let you choose between either acrobatics or athletics. Paint me a story, depending on which one you use. A word picture, if you will. Well, they are both the same for me. So I will try. I'll try athletics because I feel like I do a lot of walking in my life. So I'm probably, you know, I probably have decent stamina. Um, Okay, so I am going to... Is there any sort of like ladder rung on the side of the like pole, I guess, leading up to the crow's nest, or is it just like a pillar? There's a lattice work of ropes rigging, connecting the mast to the rest of the ship, and high aloft where the winds are blowing, you can see uh, almost a, a catwalk of ropes. So there's plenty to hold on to on your way up. In that case, I would like for you to give me three consecutive rolls. Paint me a picture. Unless you critically fail, you will get up there. But your your rolls will determine how quickly, how fluidly, and how impressively you do. And I would like for Enan to set the DC for those. Specifically mm. the impressive one. The impressive one. I love this. <laughs> 
I might love this. We'll see we'll how it goes. See. Same for me. Yeah. I'm not going to make you break your neck in the first 15 minutes of season two. <laughs> Vasily, stop sighing. Let me at least try, okay? All right. What's what's my aspirational DC? <laughs> um, it's a medium difficulty. 15. Okay. So let's say okay. medium for speed. Let's let's beat a 15 for speed. Um, well, not right. a great start. Seven. Let's say that it takes you twice as long to get up there. Okay. And then two mm-hmm. more rolls. Would you like to do athletics or acrobatics in order to get up there fluidly, essentially without tripping up? I'll try acrobatics for okay. me. So just not getting tangled. One. Yeah. Try to do this with some mm-hmm. level of grace that I don't normally possess. Oh, okay. That is exactly 15. I rolled a 14 okay. plus one. So what probably happened is that it's just upper arm strength. Like, maybe you have very dexterous fingers, and you have great hand-eye coordination, but the ma- the mainmast is much taller than you thought it was, and anybody pulling their own body weight for that long without being used to it, it's going to slow them down. Let's do impressive. Wow, Vasily, look at Constantina. She is climbing. She's so dexterous. I, I'm going to wave to whoever is on the deck, oh, um, but oh, this is not a, very good, not a very good roll, so this is an eight. So I'm going to think that my wave, um, I was getting a little too cocky. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, now then I rolled an eight and the last part is probably not very you graceful. Know, what do you think of that? Uh, I hope she plays music better than she climbs. She doesn't. <laughs> she is a very good climber. You're right, Vasily. Um, I do have very dexterous fingers. Thank you very much. So, um, okay, so I'm up. Am I up on the crow's nest now? <laughs> I just wanted to confirm that I am good at things, okay? (laughs) Very offended that that would be even in question. (laughs) You're up to it, but you're hanging from the side. You still haven't gotten in. Yeah, you're like a foot up. Maybe that's what, like, the half of it was, is just you're just gassed by the time you get up there, and you're just trying to get into the I can see that Vasily is speaking ill of me down below. I'm like, I'm very good at this, okay? Um, It's going to be a long voyage, <laughs> Am I within 120 feet of Anon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that, I'm like, how how high did I climb? Um, I would like to cast message. Okay. On Anon from above, and I'm like, hello, just uh, seeing if you can hear me. And this, you're hearing this like in your in your head, and I'm waving. You you can you can reply. Oh, you can hear me. I mean, I saw, I saw you waving. What do you see up there? You're supposed to be keeping lookout, not talking to me. I was, I was just trying to establish a form of communication. Okay, um, I'm going to look very intently over the ocean. Why don't you go ahead and roll me? Would you like to? Would you like to specifically look for something in particular? He did name a couple of things that you could keep your eye out for. Or would you just like to cast your gaze over the horizon and see what you see? I would. I kind of forgot what he told me to look for, so I will just look over the ocean and pretend like I remember. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me a perception roll. And while you are doing that, we'll talk to Mercy. Now, Mercy, there has been somebody who's been taking care of you in your time of need, getting over seasickness. That isn't part of your group. Opal, when was the first time you tended to Mercy for her seasickness? The first time... Opal <laughs> tended mercy was about uh, as soon as they pulled up the gangplank uh, on the ship and hadn't actually started moving, she fainted right oh, into Opal. Oh, I don't Opal feel the- very good. 
It's okay, I'm here. You hear a husky voice in your ear. Oh, you... Oh. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> and when she regains her senses, what does she see, Opal? Uh, if Mercy looks around, uh, she's inside of the infirmary, slash, because it's, a you know, trying to conserve some space, Opal's uh, surgery theater as well. So there's, yep, and then there's a horn. <laughs> And uh, a theater, yeah, so people can en- enjoy is not the right word, but uh, watch, learn um, from whatever Opal is doing on the, the surgery table. You're on a very clean bed. Um, there's nice scented pillows, just light lavender. Um, but you do see a series of cabinets um, marked with words, you know, um, gauze, tools, um, more gauze, um, blood. And uh, you see Opal. Uh, sort of a like five five, sort of ageless slash thirty year old uh, half elk with a uh, dark hair, half moon crescent glasses. Um, she's wearing knee high red leather boots, but then white leather pants with a white leather apron. Um, that she's pulling off. It's covered with blood. Um, and you see her wearing a diaphanous kind of see through chemise under that. And, Oh, you're up. Um, my name is Opal, and uh, I've been attending to you. Uh, what what was your name again? Oh, I, I read uh, my my name. My name is um uh the um Merce, Mercy. Um, da Mercy. Hmm. Uh, do you go by Mercy? Um. Y- yes. Yes. That's such a interesting concept and name. So, Thank you. Is there anything? Is there anything I can get for you? Some some water, or some food? Um, uh, is some some water? I think. Um, and maybe something to eat. Um, and and would you join me? Maybe right right here on the, this very clean <laughs> surgical theater. I am okay, but I will absolutely uh grab you some food. So. Oh, you are um, so thoughtful. It is, uh, it's my duty to take care of everyone on the ship. Oh, everybody. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> um, but especially, especially people with such interesting names, like Mercy. Oh, you think I'm interesting? So Opal's gonna go and, um, collect some, uh, actually, she turns back around. I'm sorry, do you have any sort of food allergies or anything? I don't want to trigger anything. Oh, I, oh, such a thoughtful question. Um, I, uh, no, no, no allergies. Um, uh, I like my food not to be touching my usher food. Um, so if you have one of those trays, they see different parts. Um, if, uh, maybe if you could sort it by color, um, and, and maybe size of the, the particle or the, or the chunk. Um, I would, I, I would, I would, um, and she just like stares at you and like her eyes go all googly and her voice kind of trails off all right so <laughs> opal's gone for probably a little bit of, or um should should i ask the dm uh, what sort of food i find i am entranced <laughs> I'm in love with opal. i can't possibly um, kill you now no uh for enan and opal this is your ship this is your home you know what you would find I'm not going to micromanage your life. Opal's actually pulling out something from uh, 
a box that might have been her lunch, but she, you know, she can always get more if she needs it. Um, and, uh, she, um, meanwhile, Mercy can just see her back and she's sort of like putting things in different trays. They appear to be kidney shaped trays, you know, like maybe ones people use to urinate in when, uh, they're in a ho- in a hospital bed, hotel bed. <laughs> Telling you too much about my life. Um, <laughs> Uh, and she, she brings it back and it's, um, it's just sort of a very, some various, uh, greens because they did just leave, um, the, the dog. So that, you know, there's, um, there's enough, uh, there's still some, some fresh stuff. And then you see, um, other small little, like possibly, uh, fish jerky, um, in order, in order of chunk size. So small to large. <gasps> she remembered. Um, when Opal turned around and had her back to Mercy, Mercy was like, practicing different like oh i'm i feel so sick uh like mouthing it to herself and i'd like to think this whole time mercy has been pretending to be seasick so that she could spend more time in the infirmary with opal 100 percent accept that as canon facts (laughs) um and she's like oh you remembered and she like switches two chunks that are like not in the right order (laughs) (laughs) i was just thank you i i do always um prefer to have someone to assist me in my uh, surgeries. So, oh, um, has has Mercy looked around behind her at the other operating table? <laughs> There's another one. I I feel like I might have looked around, or maybe I super haven't. Is, but but Lisa would like to know what's on it. <laughs> is it is it out in the open? It's out in the open. Yes. Yeah. If you looked around, you probably saw it. So there is a a body. Laying on the the table, um, mostly covered with uh, a cloth, um, but you do see a metal sort of pipette coming out of it, a trocar. Um, that's a looks like it's in the abdomen. So, oh, I'm so sorry. I I didn't think you were going to wake up so soon. I was trying to discover the cause of this unfortunate death. So, oh, you you must be very smart. No, uh, probably not, but. Uh, you know, practice makes perfect. So, do you do you also, um, when something is dead, draw ritual circles around it and offer the spark of life to death? I do have my own type of ritual. Yes. Oh, we have so much in common. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't feel so good. I think is there is there a place to stay in the infirmary? I think, I think maybe I just need to, need to, need to stay here. Oh, oh, uh, I don't think I could eat this food. Oh, my, my stomach. Uh, uh, Opal moves the food away and, um, absolutely you may stay here for another hour or two, but should someone come with, um, missing a limb or bleeding, oh, I may ask, may ask you to go back to your quarters. Oh, I don't mind bleeding. <laughs> well, now we have a lot in common. Oh, and then Mercy actually faints. Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I'm so invested in this budding romance. <laughs> Vasily, do you know who's been invested in you lately? I'm, I have I have an idea. Is it is it Nicodemus? It is Nicodemus who Great. has been following you around. Love it. Oh my god. Now you remember what Nicodemus looks like. Could you describe him for people listening in on either the podcast or people who've 
just tuned in just now and didn't get to hear about him in the descent. Okay. Nicodemus um, is extremely tall uh, and extremely bird-like. He has a very bird-like face, but he's still human. And he has a ruffle of feathers around, black feathers around his neck. And his legs are kind of bent like a bird's. I believe he was over, was he over seven foot tall? He was really tall from what I, I remember. I will leave that up to you. He is your son. Um, I'm going to say he's over seven foot tall and he's super gangly, um, but kind of handsome in a weird way, but also the worst and kind of annoying. And whenever he sees you, he always seems to be wearing what could have been his best suit, but most certainly is not now. No. Oh. He tries. It's definitely got, it's got rough patches at the elbows and these slubby shoulders. Uh, you can see where it's a little rough sewn in some patches. Ugh. And he follows you around. He's, mother. I feel like after a certain point, she's just flat out ignoring him. So mm -hmm. just, just walking, <laughs> looking at the sky, looking at the water, looking for mercy. Where did she go? Who knows? Haven't seen her in a little bit. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you spend your time on the ship? Uh, probably trying to keep an eye on Mercy, mm -hmm. um, and keeping an eye on Constantina to make sure she's not near Mercy. Opal is Vasily permitted in the infirmary. Oh, Vasily is uh, of course permitted. Um, um, but uh, Opal would ask her what she needs first. Vasily. Oh, um. So I guess I've, I enter the infirmary and I, uh, I look around looking for Mercy. I'm, and I, I see Opal standing there and just ask, I'm looking for a pale tiefling. Is she in here? Opal just sort of steps to the side and gestures with one red glove. <laughs> and she's passed out at this point, I assume. <laughs> she <laughs> oh god, and uh Vasily rushes over to, to check her pulse and check on her. Um Opal's gonna be watching uh Vasily and, and her um her methods. Um Vasily <laughs> reaches into her waist pouch and pulls out a little vial and uncorks it and waves it under Mercy's nose. Oh 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 Opal, I oh hello Vasily. Who is Opal? Because I guess I don't know yet. Um, Cece's Opal. I was feeling very unwell, and she is nursing me back to health. She's very good. Why didn't you just come see me? I, well, I, um, I fainted. Um, but I'm fine, but not too fine. I, I have to, I have to, uh, stay in the infirmary, I think. I'm not feeling well, but I'm okay, Vasily. Uh, Mercy winks several times. <laughs> like, really obviously. Vasily's eyes narrow, very, like... Mm -hmm. And she just looks at Mercy and looks at Opal and looks at Mercy and looks at Opal and she just kind of clears her throat and she's just like, I think I can take care of Mercy. Absolutely. And Opal offers a hand to shake. Opal Fen. Vasily reluctantly shakes her hand very loosely and only like the tips of her fingers. <laughs> Opal looks a little like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good to meet another healer. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a healer. I'm a scientist, but sure. No, no. One who studies can heal and harm. So, very good to meet you, Vasily. And Vasily kind of looks around and sees the, the body with the tube coming out of it. And she's actually really interested in that. 
And she's like, what do you do here other than basic first aid? <laughs> Opal lets that one slide because they just met um, and walks over. Uh, Mercy, I need you to turn around so you don't see this. Oh, I fell. Okay, if you say so. Uh, Mercy has just been looking between Vasily and Opal and just like really excited that her friends are getting along. Um, and uh, she just she just turns around. She's like kicking her hooves over the side of the table. Uh, Opal pulls back the sheet and shows a um, half naked um, from the the waist up a dwarf um, who has, you know, gangrene starting at the fingertips already. And uh, there's a little middle shunt coming out of their uh, abdomen. And um, Opal leans over. Don't describe it too much. I don't know. Um, and you hear a whoop. And then uh, through the metal tube and she <laughs> spits out what looks like a... Is this a... Oh, it's a stone. She shows Vasily. She pulled out a stone with a with a hole in the center from their stomach. Maybe this was the cause. Mm-hmm. And Vasily kind of puts on one puts on her gloves and holds out her hand like, "May I?" Mm, absolutely. Passes. And she takes it and she wants to do an Arcana check or something on it to see if she can figure out what it is. Would you like to do an Arcana or a Medicine check? That's a good question. I mean, I'd prefer Arcana, but if medicine would apply better here, I'm fine with doing that. That's, they're both up to you. Okay, I'm going to do it. But I will let Opal set the difficulty. (laughs) I'm going to say 14. I'm going to do Arcana. Because we're going in with the assumption that Opal knows exactly what this is. I'm using my (laughs) riot dice. Ooh, 18 plus 5. So, yeah, I meant that. All right. So uh, Opal like nods and says, yes, so you do know what it is. Eight. And she (laughs) she describes a slow acting curse that was put inside this stone made from ice. So as it hit the digestion system, it melted. Mm. Does that sound like something anyone from your party can do? It doesn't. Um but is this something that you would permit me to keep so I can study later? Absolutely. I just need a quick sketch first. And Opal pulls out a notebook, even though it's like a perfectly normal looking round rock with a round hole in it. It's kind of quickly. It's just like, all right, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Vasily pulls out a larger glass bottle and like plunks it in there and then puts that on her belt. And you can see, and like Opal could probably see really quickly that there's like vials of things like... She has a vial of, like, really weird-looking crimson feathers and black ooze and different things kind of attached to her belt. Nice. Well, when uh, Opal pushes aside part of her diaphanous chemise, Vasily can see that on her belt, she's got seven different colored pairs of gloves, all leather, for different surgeries and different activities. Oh, my God. I feel like (laughs) Vasily... Sees this and her cheeks turn a very slightly, slightly darker shade of like orange, but only for a moment and very quickly. This whole party's got to roll charisma saving throws to keep from falling <laughs> in love. <laughs> Vargas. Vargas. I don't want you. <laughs> I don't want to fall in love. How have you spent, how have you spent this time <laughs> on the ship? 
um, avoiding any. Have you been in the infirmary? Oh, absolutely not. Or... Um, that's that's not realistic. Um, I have avoided all manner of work for any given time. Uh, any time somebody has asked me for help, I'm like, I'm sorry, I must. I have to go, and then I disappear somewhere. I left an excuse yeah, I over left, here. I'm sorry, my excuses are <laughs> there. I um, left my flat iron on, so I have to go home. Um, but yes, I have I have absolutely refused to work. I am not going to do that. And the infirmary is where sick people are, and that is gross. So Fair you're gross. You're gross. Sorry, <laughs> you're gross. So what have you been doing? Um, probably going through Constantina's stuff when she's not there. Um, probably like moving things around to like gently gaslight her to make her feel like she's a little crazy. Um, (laughs) I have also been keeping an eye on, on Mercy. I know that she has been unwell, but again, sick people, uh, there are more, there are people equipped to deal with the infirm, um, also holding that book hostage from one of Vasily's many abominations that I found. I think it has all of like her secrets. Uh, anytime Vasily uh, like wants to say something, I like pull it out of my pocket and then just like tap it in there. Um, so just bullying my entire party, except for Mercy. So when you <laughs> walk about the top deck, because surely you went out there at least, at least once, once yeah. to kind of like see where we are i don't know much about boating i know that i don't like boats uh well what was your impression of enan as he uh put constantina through her paces better her than me uh i can i i mean can i get a feel that like it's not that enan doesn't like constantina it's that he doesn't like people who aren't willing to work Mm. Is that the case, Enid? Anybody that good-looking can't be trusted. <laughs> I'm good-looking! <laughs> I'm so good-looking. My hands are so soft. What do you think of Vargas? Vargas sees more than Vargas lets on. I think that Vargas's excuses for not working are a ruse to let Vargas take the measure of everyone on the boat. And I think it would be very interesting to have a conversation with Vargas, find out what Vargas thinks about the rest of us, the crew, the sea dogs, and everybody else around you. So I think I'll do that. (laughs) Absolutely. Vargas, what are you doing when Enon does approach you? Watching. Watching all of these these people. Because, I mean, I've probably not been around, like, the working class in a, in a while, at least. Like, Vargas' whole thing is, like, being a hanger-on for fancy rich people probably doesn't... has not been around the working class in a long time. I will say that there's probably a part of Vargas that's a little bit jealous of being able to, like, just be... just be someone and not have to have, like, a front up. But he's definitely, like, taking stock of the people on the boat, and he's taking stock of, like, how do they interact with the party. I'll approach, nod, get your attention. I'm Menon. I'm the bosun here. I noticed that uh, when Ralphio, the second mate, 
asked for your help. You had someplace else to be. And uh, when Koresh, the master gunner, wanted some help polishing the hardware, you had someplace else to be. And when Thorvid the carpenter asked you to hold some wood for sawing, you had someplace else to be. I couldn't help but notice this. Um, now that you've had a chance to leisurely take a look around, <laughs> I'd like to know what you think. Um, I will extend my hand to, to shake Enan's hand and not in like a, cause he's a halfling, so you'd be quite short. Um, not in like a condescending way, but I will like genuinely shake his hand and I will say, I'll return the handshake. Right. It's like a good, like a, probably like a very firm handshake. Um, and city hand, yeah. soft hand, very soft hand. Um, I I will <laughs> like kind of like smile a little bit and say like I think something. Uh, you said it was Anan, right? Anan, Anan. Okay, it's Anan. Yeah, I've been I've been the one pronouncing it incorrectly. You know, things up Um, so I I will I will pronounce his name correctly, Anan. Um, and I'll like take another look around the deck and I'll be like, so. Something you and I have in common, if you're asking what I think, is that you and I notice things. And I'm sure you've noticed about me, I'm not really the type that does manual labor. That's not a slight, of course. Would you really want me cutting any wood? No, I think yeah, I'd like you to stay <laughs> as far away from the carpentry as possible. You're probably right there. I have to say, there's a part of me that's... I don't know how to describe it. Maybe there's a bit of longing... I wonder what it would be like to just be who you say you are. Hmm. I can only... Is that what you think? You think that uh, we're who we say we are? Well, I imagine if you're on a vessel like this, I've never traveled this way before, that's for certain. I imagine a vessel like this, a ruse only goes so far. Well, you very quickly run out of ship to hide on matter which direction you walk in. I have found that myself. Point to the crow's nest where Constantina is. Is she keeping lookout? I will say one thing about Constantina yes. is <laughs> tell her to do something, she'll do it. And I don't know if it's because she's really helpful or she's just really gullible. Friend of yours? Sure. We could say she's Funny a friend. talk about a friend. Well, I mean, mm. I think that honesty is a form of kindness. She's not as... She's not the worst friend I've had, that's for sure. I've had much worse friends. I am... I don't... I can only speak for myself, of course, but... Have you ever truly met somebody that wants to help out that badly with asking nothing in return? My experience has been that everybody does want something, but... The surprising thing isn't that everybody has a price. The surprising thing is how abysmally low that price usually is. I have noticed that, too. It's it's a funny thing. Perhaps we've just met too many people who don't know their worth, but the thing about Constantina is I've been traveling with her for a, a spell or two, and I still don't really know her price. I don't know if it's low. I don't know if it's high. You came aboard with several other travelers. Are they also friends? Yes, we'll say they're friends. In a way that I am interested in, our continued companionship throughout this journey. <laughs> Travelers of convenience, then. You can say that. I did say that. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like you. I like you. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. Fair enough. But yes, I did come with several other travelers. So, what about the creepy bird thing? That one of yours, too? Actually, no, surprisingly, and I really don't want him to be, <laughs> if, if I'm honest. That one somehow belongs to Vasily, the one that looks like the, well, she looks unpleasant. She is, can be pleasant, I think, but she's very, the, her ways of dealing with the world are very new to me, and I still don't know if I like them or not. Fair enough. What about your sick friend? Oh, mercy. One in the infirmary. Yes, I... She's also a, a unique one, for sure. I've never met anyone quite like Mercy before. I... Mercy. Mercy. Never met anybody quite like her. And I've, I've met many tieflings before, and perhaps I've met the wrong kind, but none quite like her. But I... I am more interested in our friendship than the rest of them. If I can be honest, and I feel I can be... Mostly because there's nowhere else for me to go. I'm surrounded by water, and that is awful. Oh, you noticed that, did you? I did. <laughs> Vargas. Vargas, you feel a sharp chill in your pocket that sends electricity up your spine. Yes. Is it Claudia? Okay. Would you like to take the call? Yes, I will be polite and excuse myself now. Give uh, give my new friend a bow and be like, as I'm sure you can observe, I have somewhere else to be, but I would like to talk to you again, my friend. Well, I'm easy to find. And then would you like to roll me an insight check? Hmm. Would I? Get my ass kicked. I can feel it. Maybe. I can't allow you to have friends, Vargas. I know. I should, <laughs> should not have friends. I thought I thought we were friends. No, no, <laughs> you are. I think this conversation was going too I, well. I feel like you're like my employee. <laughs> my check is a uh, a thirteen. I've got one eye on the crow's nest and another on the uh, exiting excuser here. And if I had another eye, it would be on the rest of the boat. Marcus <laughs> seems a little uncomfortable, but maybe uh, making another excuse. I'll let it go. Marcus Plenty of time to catch up later. Um, I will go back um, below deck, but not to my room. During my skulking about, I'm sure I have found like some places that are less inhabited by others because they're like too dark and there's no lamplight they can reach. But I have dark vision, or they just don't. They have like a dank smell, which I'm sure Vargas, being drow, is used to. Like the smell of like waterlogged like, decay, so it probably wouldn't bother him as much. I will say that since you came aboard this ship, Claudia has been lethargic. Very rarely follows you around with the same fervor that she did when you were on dry land. Yeah. I will look into that later, but I will answer my call first. What do you pull from your pocket? Is this, uh, um, if I am remembering correctly? It, you can describe ah, it. So it, it was a tie tack at one point that is shaped like, um... It's the word I'm looking for. Not uh, maybe insignia or crest, but it's like a like a holy symbol mm -hmm. of loth. So it's like a spider web with a the spider in the middle. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you answer, you say, I'm "Not gonna make a joke. I'm like this is pizza, crusty uh, crab. This is Patrick." <laughs> um, <laughs> I 
I will say, um, I forget how to pronounce his name as well, but, um, I have to say I didn't expect a call so soon. Vargas, my boy, you haven't been checking in. Well, I don't want to arouse suspicion. There are people watching everywhere, regardless of how closely I watch. I can never be alone on this ship. Have you got any news for me? A bit. It's easy to keep an eye on the tiefling. It's easy to keep an eye on Mercy. Um, she's very easily charmed, which I find charming in turn. But so far I've been able to keep her from being blown up uh, by cannon fire and various other exciting activities. But I still can't get a read on the Vistana. I still don't know who she is. Well, I suggest you find out. We don't have as much time as I originally planned. Isn't that the way? This is not just for my sake, son. I know. Do you have any news from me? Anything I should know? You'll have a contact meeting you soon. Oh, well. I hope you enjoy swimming. I don't, but thank you. And the call cuts off. Lose my number. Um, I'll put my <laughs> my heirloom back in my pocket, and I don't know, like for flavor text, can it be like any time I use this, I take like my non-draw form? Absolutely, cool, one hundred percent. Oh, I will allow. All right. That. So anytime I I use this, I I turn into what appears to be a normal half elf. Okay. Do you do you take your former Vargas form, or do you take one of your other aliases? Um, I'll say that Vargas is very lazy about it, and he'll take his former Vargas form, the one that he's been using the most. Uh, he doesn't have to think about it too hard. So We'll get to those other aliases next time. I, what other aliases? Const- <laughs> Constantina! Yeah. You rolled me a perception check. Yes, and I rolled a 13. Mm, eh, I don't know if that's high enough to see a dragon. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> monster. No, that is that is high enough to see the silk banners on this horizon. Uh, as you begin to approach, this the ship begins to approach. Um, you can see peppered across the waves, brightly colored skiffs and um, canoes. I will cast message on the bosun, my my new friend. And <laughs> um do you know do you have any like superstitions when you're on your boat? I know that like different ships in different places have like, you know, superstitions where you like throw some salt over your shoulder or you like do rituals to make sure that you don't like, you know, have any problems while you're out at sea. Do you have any of those? Yeah, maybe a few. Why why, why do you ask? Oh, I was just curious. Also, there's some boats in the distance, and they have really colorful banners. Colorful banners? What color? They're like jewel tone colors, yeah? Mm-hmm. You said like vibrant. Yes, very vibrant, very jewel tone colors. Now, Enon, you would know by the description that she's giving you of these jewel tone banners and just the general direction that you are, that you are very near the Lutia Bazaar. Uh. And it is at that moment that 
you can feel a sort of a, a pecking motion on the meat of your shoulder. <sighs> and when you look to the side, you look to the source. It's the incredibly skinny, gangly fingers of Nicodemus, who you know your captain, who is rarely seen on the ship, has taken in as sort of a, not quite first mate, not quite second mate, but essentially his proxy on land. And Nicodemus will... What? Enin. 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 What? 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 Father says that we can go to the bazaar. Oh, he does, does he? He does. We can go to the bazaar. We have some passengers that we need to pick up, which of course, of course we will. But we can also get candy. (sighs) Very well. Very well. I'll tell mother. (sighs) I will see to it. It's time to tell, uh, it's time to tell Brummett, Ralphio, and Koresh and get this thing hove to and (sighs) set a new course for the bazaar. Absolutely. Can hardly wait. It takes perhaps half a day to actually get into the thick of boats as they approach this bazaar. Now, Opal and Enen, both of you have been on the seas long enough to know what the Lutia Bazaar is, which is a Vistani-run flotilla market. It is a floating market of multiple ships, skiffs, boats that have been put together with gangplanks and ropes and turned into a market that can just be broken up and spread to the four winds at any moment. But for now, with painter, paper lanterns in the sunset and these silk-slippered sailors just scurrying to and fro and all of these baskets of flowers and fresh fruits, these trilling songs that are floating gently on the breeze. Can I um, climb down? Yeah. May may right. I climb down from the um, crow's nest? I message um, <laughs> Anon. Yeah, you watch. You watch is done. Come on down. You did well. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Um, I'm go- I am going to... I don't know what I'm seeing yet. I don't think I know yet that it's like a cool Vistani place, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm intrigued by whatever I saw up there. So I'm going to try to scurry down quickly, but somewhat safely. <laughs> do I need to roll on my way down? I'm not going to make you do okay. that. <laughs> we'll, we'll assume that it went at least slightly better than <laughs> okay. when you came back in. That's fair. I'm a pro now. All right. No, I won't make you roll to to get down. So it took about six hours, maybe, for the for the ship that you are on to become surrounded by these other skiffs. And the sun is sinking in the horizon, and it is painting the sky and the water just a beautiful crimson red. Splashes of orange and fire across those waves. I would like to uh, pull out my journal and write down basically what you just said so eloquently <laughs> in my journal because it looked very, very picturesque. Oh, and I would like to ask Enon, um, where are we? This looks, I'm very excited about whatever we are approaching. Can you tell me anything about it? It's a floating market. It's a basically a den of thieves on the waves. Vistani, seagoing Vistani. If it can be bought or sold, it's here. You well, yeah. that seems like good news to you. 
Oh, it's always good news to meet other Vistana. I don't think I really know much about these Vistani. I've never really met one who lived, like, on the ocean. But I'm always glad to meet, you know. I feel like we're all part of the same family, but we're all very different. So that's, this will be exciting. Have you been here before? Many times. Your watch is over. You're at liberty. So if you want to help yourself, just keep an eye out on air. Just keep an eye out. I always do. And uh, maybe later when we're back on the ship, I can play some music for you. I think that would please the crew. So. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. Consider that a yes. This is this is the best day I've had in a really long time. Thank you very much. Really? Wow. Well, sure. I get to play music, and I get to meet other Vistana, and I get to maybe go shopping, and maybe buy something pretty, and, uh, you know, I'm with my friends, and we're not in immediate danger, so, I mean, what could be better? Well, I mean, not yet, but I see your point. That's a, that's a wise outlook. It's important to appreciate the moment of the now. That's, like, really nice. People don't usually reply to things that I say so nicely, so thank you. Hmm. You're the clearest thinker I've met on board so far today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Constantina's having a moment. This is, like, dreamy. These guests are making the party feel too good about themselves. I don't I put an end to this. Um, <laughs> so, Brummett returns to you whenever uh and then you let him know that they, you are approaching the lutia bazaar he essentially confirms what nicodemus told tells you and is young for this position of first mate uh barely early 30s very handsome gold hair tan skin little hint of curl at the temples and he says to you ah Perhaps uh, time for a little song and drink aboard, don't you think? Fine. And uh, he begins to arrange a party to go aboard the flotilla. Who would like to go to the market besides Constantina? I'm already going <laughs> toward it. <laughs> I was going to say, Opal um, will turn to Mercy and um, I'm just going to say Vasily's going to go with us. Uh, and uh, Mercy, uh, we are approaching, if I am, if I recall our plans, um, it's, it's just very fun and I, and I really do, um, need some more powdered sil- uh, silver. So would you like to go shopping? You're, you're asking me to, uh, to go do something with you, something fun. I, I, I mean, uh, it's very soon, but, um, but yes, yes, I would like to. Excellent. Well, I am not going to leave you alone with this body, so yes, let's. Oh, you won't leave me. Oh, you're so thoughtful. Uh, yes, and Opal turns to, uh, Vasily, who looked like she's been checked out for a bit, and, uh, would you like to go to the, uh, Vistani market with us. Vasily was just like staring off into the distance. Um, what? Uh, sh- sh- with you, with y- with you and Mercy. I just, I you know, I need everyone to leave this room. So it's, I was trying to be polite, but uh, uh, maybe there's just no time for that. Mm, fine, fine, okay, fine. All right, you can. You don't have to walk with us. I just meant let us go. 
Uh, maybe there's something you need. Uh, a scientist is always in need of more beakers and all sorts of uh, glassware, wouldn't you say? You're not wrong. She just begrudgingly follows. Yeah. And uh, Opal does turn to Mercy and holds up a vial of uh, smelling salts. Um, this is my personal blend. And hands it to her. Oh, it's personal. A personal gift. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Just, uh, we don't want you falling, you know, faint on a on a strange ship. Oh, Opal doesn't want me to fall. Do you hear that? Vasily, I think she likes me. <sighs> Vasily kind of, like, shoves her own little vial back in her pocket that she was going to give to Mercy. And she's like, oh, well, you know. Uh, fine. Great. It's a vial off. <laughs> Is anybody else going to the market? Uh, not if I can help it. Fair. Vargas? Um, yeah, I want to go to the market. I want candy. Like me, Ardeal <laughs> wants candy now that Nick has said something. But also, yes, I would like to... I also want candy. I want to see how the crew behaves off the ship. Now, Brummett, the first mate, leads the uh, party aboard the ship, um, aboard the the flotilla, the the floating market. And we'll say it's one, two, three, four, five of you going to the marketplace, which is teeming with life, just absolutely filled with, first of all, the smell of humanity, but also these fresh flowers, the fruits, the songs, the laughter. It's like a festival on the water. So are we all together? That's up to you. Now, the crew quickly becomes um, distracted with their own purchases and their own... Uh, Proclivities? Yeah. I was going to say excursions, but proclivity <laughs> sounds much more like a professional writer said it. <laughs> Can Mercy, um, I uh, just like take Opal's hand and we just be holding it? Uh, Opal looks down and says, it's okay. Um, you, uh, you'll have good balance here and just sort of draws her own hand back. Um, and I need this one for, um, holding money. <laughs> okay um and mercy um turns bright pink she's now pink tiefling um and goes and stands behind vasily like hiding vasily smirks do i see this denial opal are you subtle about it or i or matter of fact matter of fact but more that um She's she's now switched from her red gloves to her gold gloves, so these are the ones for holding money and um, not for holding hands. But I see. I don't think Mercy knows that, and she, you know, isn't going to explain herself <laughs> yet. Maybe ever. <laughs> she she do you think anyone saw that, Fasily? Vargas, you saw, and you are free to interpret as you wish. Uh. <laughs> did, did you see that, Vargas? See, see what? I don't know. Your your face is doing a scrunch. Um, and I think 
I see. I, I just, did you see? I tried to hold Opal's hand. I saw it, said maybe she liked me. She made me food on a, on a very nice tray, um, and put all the foods in order. And she didn't want, uh, me to see blood and limbs, which is very, very nice. I mean, I'm fine with blood and limbs. Yes, you can, of course, you can handle thoughts that counts. But, but then I tried to hold her hand and she, and she, and she said no. She took her hand away. Well, that is... I... I don't know why anyone would not want to hold your hand at all times. As a matter of fact, I feel compelled to hold your hand right now. And I will offer my hand. That's... That's very nice, Vargis. I will okay. hold your hand. Um, and I'll, I'll hold Vargis's hand. I will hand. look at Vasily like a jerk. Uh, Vas- <laughs> Vasily has just, like, walked off to go walk next oh. to Opal. Well... Well, what are you looking for? I'm not sure. I haven't been shopping in a very, 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 very long time. So, uncertain. Something that's interesting, I think. I mean, so you don't even need, like, ingredients for things? Or, um, compounds for your science? No, I kind of am a bit of a scavenger in the way that I do my science. I just kind of work with what I find, so... There's nothing that comes to mind. No, no, that's um, that's very admirable. Uh, zero waste science, absolutely. Well, I'm uh, I'm off in search of powdered things, so you are welcome to come to the barrels and uh. Opal looks over her shoulder. Slip your hands into them, the barrels. But Vasily's a, a little confused by that. Kind of looks around and is like, uh, okay, I'll I'll go. Vasily, as you um, start to follow Opal towards the barrels, you feel these sharp fingers latch around your elbow. Mother! Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Vas- Are we going to the sweets? She kind of bristles like a uh, Miyazaki character, just like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki shiver. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, <sighs> duh. Actually, I'm hanging out with Opal, who I assume you know. And Hello, Opal. Hello, Nicodemus. It was good to see you, as always. I'm glad I haven't seen you on my table. Uh, Vasily, you see Nicodemus's uh, feathers ruffle and stand straight up, and he'll... Father gave me money. I will find the sweets. I'll bring you some. And he very quickly... Like, stalks away. Hmm. Who is... Do you... mm, She looks over at Opal. Do you you know who Father is? Would I actually know? It's likely a reference to Captain Garvin. Captain, yeah. Opal looks down and looks back up. I believe Nicodemus is referring to the captain. Hmm. So maybe like a father figure, not necessarily a a biological one. No. I'm not necessarily his biological mother either, so he seems to be picking parents anywhere these days. Uh, Opal, Opal has no follow-up. <laughs> yeah, something Fossily's <laughs> never cared about until just this moment. <laughs> Enin, as everybody scatters <clears throat> onto the flotilla, what is Enin doing aboard the ship? Oh, Enin has some things to check out. Enlighten me. Enin's here for a reason, of course, just like everybody else. So... What percentage of the crew is 
gone to the market. I assume some of the sailors are left, of course, and maybe some of the sea dogs, but I would say I would say probably a third. Everybody else is either about their shifts or like the captain holed up in their bunks. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll avoid the there bunks. There aren't too many. Yeah, there aren't too many that are actually wandering around. Okay, let's have a look in the infirmary. Let's see what Opal's been working on. Gasp! All right. What are you looking for in the infirmary? Mm, that's a good question. Well, there are uh, surgical supplies, first aid supplies, healing items. That's not of interest. But uh, is there any evidence of um, maybe um, patients who were worked on but aren't here anymore? So you're looking for perhaps medical logs? Yeah, records, notes, charts. Yeah, give me, um, what would you like to use to look for these things? Hmm. I think investigation, uh, actually medicine, I think. Okay. To make sure that you know what you're looking at when you find it. Yeah. There's a lot of extraneous stuff down here that probably doesn't have anything to do with what I'm interested in. And I don't want to waste time. They could come back any moment. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. So 14. 14 is enough to tell you, you see some, some locked cabinets. You can see, um, a standard table where some charts are laid out, but a lot of it's in code. Perhaps something that only she understands. Lots of references to old mythology, lots of what looks like algebraic equations that have made up some manner of code. It's difficult to read, but they don't look like medical charts. Do they look like navigation charts, like uh, like Peregrine might have, the navigator? Or... Um... No, they, it looks more like a personal journal. Oh, okay. But I can't read it, and the language isn't familiar to me. It's No, it's it's some manner of code. You would have to decipher it. Some sort of personal shorthand. It figures, it figures. Those locked cabinets, are they really locked, or are they just sort of locked? Would you like to check and see? I'll give them a, I'll give them a, a firm tug. Okay. Snoopy yeah, snoop. Yeah, the... The locks on them seem to hold fairly fast. You would need to pick them or break them. Mm, Well, I'm not sure what kind of time I have here. I'll just note that they're here. We'll get back to those a little later. I want to make sure that I try to make it look like I didn't disturb anything, but I wonder if I really didn't pay too much attention to where everything was exactly. Some of the charts might not be placed exactly where they were. Would you like to give me either perception, sleight of hand, or insight check? I would love to. Let's do insight. That might actually work. Mm -hmm. Just to sort of remember how it was whenever you got here and get as close to possible. That's a 17. Not bad. It's pretty good. Whenever she gets back, I'll have her roll an insight to see if anybody was here. Duly noted. All right. Constantina. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So are we like... So the... The bazaar is made of like Float. like boats that are kind of like mm-hmm. in- interconnected, correct? Boats, skiffs, several of them uh, would resemble what we consider to be river boats uh, with rafts or rope bridges across them, gangplanks. 
There are pathways, but everything is rather maze-like. Uh, some people are, are selling directly from uh, canoes and kayaks and small skiffs. Others have entire what could almost be described as yachts. Interesting. Um, I want to I want to grab Mercy to come shop with me, and I I'm going to approach her, and I don't think I noticed that she's holding Vargas's hand, uh, but I would like to link my arm with Mercy and see if she would like to come with me. Oh, hello, Constantina. You've been so busy, working very hard. I saw you climbing. It was very impressive. <gasps> Did I do good? Because it was kind of scary. I think so. I think I, I think you are you're good at things. Are you feeling better? I'm sorry I didn't check on you. I've just, I try to be useful when I, you know, it's better than being idle. And I don't know, I just feel like I always have to be working on uh, something. I like that you always want to help people. I think that is an admirable quality. Um, I wasn't feeling well, and I thought maybe I would be feeling sick for a while, but I think I'm feeling better. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm glad you were feeling better. Thank you. And I just like let go of Vargas's hand, and I like cling to Constantina's I was arm. Gonna say, like I would like to think that like while they're talking, you're just like swinging Vargas's hand in a very undignified <laughs> manner. Yeah, like I'm like just gesturing, but I still have Vargas's hand like, held. Am I, am I holding your gauntleted hand, or do you have gauntlets on both hands? I have a gauntlet on my left hand. I was imagining I was holding my right. I don't know why. But with like like my proper non gauntleted hand. Because I always imagine that like you're just very strong in general with the gauntlet hand that you're like swinging Vargas around <laughs> in the back and he's like dragging, and you. I take everything back. That is yeah, and like you can't hear him because it's loud. You're <laughs> just like, can you not? And yeah, it's great. Or dumb boy. Well, I would like to go shopping. I want to buy some flowers. Oh, or, flowers! Um, I, don't know, I heard someone talk about candy. Oh, should we should we invite Nicodemus to come with us? Um, I thought he was talking about candy. He was, I must admit, uh, he makes me a little bit nervous just because everyone else who calls Vaseline Masser has tried to kill me. Well, that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, he seems nice, but... Maybe too nice? Or not? I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I, I try to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt, and I don't really have a reason to not trust him but you know i think it maybe it's better to be smarter so maybe you and i will just go off on our own oh. uh, <laughs> unless vargas wants to come vargas do you want to go buy some candy and some flowers yes vargas do you want to come with me and constantina and now mercy's like winking at vargas vargas a young woman in a fitted bodice has been trying to get you to pay for these uh syrup soaked sort of fried dough balls for this entire conversation. I am ignoring Constantina and in mercy. I'm sorry. Like, they can... What? You want to go where? I don't... The I have to look at this romance novel woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, my lord, they are the sweetest things that has ever been in your mouth. <laughs> I think Vargas is busy, so we'll probably, like, you know, continue on. <laughs> mercy, like, giggles <laughs> and, like, walks off. I want to be like very debonair and be like, oh, they're probably not as sweet as you. And then I like lean over and ask her if there's like any like weird shit in them. <laughs> we all read <laughs> an opium den. We know who Vargas is as a person. <laughs> she she sort of like gives you like a sly side eye and she says, it's extra if you need that. How much extra? Like Two silver. I have that. So I'm going to... I'm going to give her two silver so I can have an accent trip on this floating yeah, shopping mall. Um, when you 
when you give her two silver, she just palms it and it just disappears down her puffy sleeves. She takes an eyedropper out of her pouch and just on two of them and hands the plate to you. I take the two and I don't, I, I, this could be poison. I don't care. And I will eat them both at the same time. Okay. Give me a constitution saving throw. Here we go. Okay. Let me, here we go. Constitution saving throw. Okay. It's a two. <laughs> I'll get back to okay. you. <laughs> Goodbye, father. Opal feels a gust of wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, Someone's high. (laughs) I smell drugs. (laughs) Don't do drugs, chat. (laughs) Opal, what manner of barrels are you looking for? She's looking for powdered silver and powdered gold. Then Marius has the skiff for you. All right, then Opal will wander that way. Mm-hmm. Or go directly. Not yeah, <laughs> not a meandering type. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like like yeah, got yeah, the, cutting through. Like yeah, yeah. Is, is almost like dancing the way um, she's uh, able to just cut through the crowd. Absolutely, uh, Vasily. Do you stay with Opal? Oh yeah, she is trying to follow, and she's just like awkwardly trying not to touch anybody and like walk around people and like. <laughs> And like- it's it's pretty difficult, yeah. The, there are a lot of people in this marketplace, and as you approach Marius's skiff, there is a, a crudely painted um, skin sign, sort of a, a just a scraped skin leather sign with gemstones on it, and you can see that he's got all manner of gemstones laid out, but also barrels and sacks of powdered diamonds, crystals all manner of alchemical components. Excellent. Opal leans forward and says, um, pulls out a, like, slowly takes off the yellow glove. May I, uh, just kind of does like a motion, like, in the barrel. Marius is a young Vistani, and (laughs) he has features fairly similar to yours. Um, Hmm. a very medium olive-toned skin, almond eyes, uh, finely plucked brows, and he lounges on his cushions. And my dear, we have scales. It's um, it's not. Uh, I trust you. I just like to know the quality, and uh, there's only one way for me to find out: skin contact. All right. Well, if you get any sweat in there, you pay for the bag. Opal, you know, wants to maintain a not a good reputation, but well, you know case they meet again so she just she just dips like two fingers in the silver and quickly draws them out and goes i will take how much for how much for a pound his eyes widen a little at that pound he and he kind of looks you up and down i'm sorry is this the metric system that you're <laughs> wanting it's a lot of silver i plan on traveling for a long time Three gold. All right, Opal reaches uh, through her her belt of many gloves and pulls out three gold and hands them to him. He almost seems surprised that you agreed, but he does take the gold as quickly as it falls into his hands. Opal doesn't have time for haggling. (laughs) Yeah, he just sort of like (laughs) makes a face like, okay. Uh, If you want, we've got powdered diamond, emerald... 
Just the silver today, thank you. Perhaps a, a necklace for your wife? Oh, I um, I don't have a wife. Opal kind of looks around. What have you heard? You just roll me a d20 real quick. Mm-hmm. My god, I haven't rolled. <laughs> yeah, just, just roll me a d20. You mean add anything to it no. or just leave it? Oh, cool. Um, eleven. Yeah, you're just. I'm just estimating how creeped out he is right now. <laughs> um, he's about. Yeah, he's he's just sitting there. He's like, hmm, all sorts come to the market, and uh, he sort of does a little with his hand, a little wave motion to wave you away, and uh, goes back puffing on a on a little hornpipe. Opal just kind of holds up the bag and just like, mm-hmm. thank you, and uh, walks towards the uh, the ship that's full of all the candy. She wanted to buy. Can she guess what Mercy likes candy wise? I'll let you have an insight check and let uh, Lisa set the DC. Zero. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a I got a nineteen because I'm okay. pretty good insight. So it beats it. What's her What's her favorite candy? Mercy likes uh, vanilla peppermints. I'm sure that it came up when she was deathly ill. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the infirmary was no doubt lacking that um off off needed medicine. So o- Opal walks over to someone that seems to have a lot of striped hard candies. Um, uh, vanilla peppermint is that a thing you have here? Vasily, you know that vanilla peppermint is Mercy's very favorite. It's uh- interesting that it, it's just a coincidence, probably. <laughs> well, Vasily like stumbles through the crowd and like super out of breath like she's been trying to keep up with opal this whole time and she was like interested in that store for a little bit and then she was like oh wait you're leaving okay and just kind of comes through and is like Ugh. and here's that and she's oh i oh i didn't realize you were with me mm. why why are you getting vanilla peppermints now oh, because someone in the infirmary recently needed them if you're talking about she just looks at it like directly in the eyes if you're talking about mercy that's she she hates vanilla peppermints hmm well, um, they could always be used for Nicodemus. That's true. But if you want to get something for Mercy, I would recommend like a black licorice, something like that. Um, could, uh, could Opal uh, do an insight check on this? Sure. Yeah. Kayla, set the DC. <laughs> I feel like I need to roll to do that because if it were Vosley, she'd be like, uh, 29. Like... <laughs> 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 so can we do like a contested roll to be fair yes we can absolutely do a contested roll should i do what what should i add to it uh deception let's i guess let's do deception yeah versus insight is there, is there not a jerk check here i thought we added that okay <laughs> right, so they're not incredibly <laughs> jealous best friend check i got 16 plus 3 so 19 i got a 21 so <laughs> i've met my so- match it's true. It's almost like insight is what wisdom. <laughs> wow! Call out. The, Ouch! Gets the cleric. I mean, it's kind of. Right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough, buddy. Vargas, you got a four. Yes, yes, I did. I'm ready to see Jesus, Auntie. <laughs> Take us into the next song. <laughs> It's not, um... Don't you lie to me. It's not poison. I'm gonna wish it is, though, aren't I? You're absolutely gonna wish it is. Now, these have been laced with some 
what some people would call uh, fingerstones, but is it, it's a distillation of carrion crawler mucus. For the next <laughs> six hours, one of your major extremities will be paralyzed at a time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Is there, like, do I get a, a pleasant sensation? Like, when your foot falls asleep and then you try and walk on it, and you're like, thanks, I hate it. It's not pins and needles. We'll say it's euphoric. Oh. That if they feel weightless. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, 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 tight. Almost as though it's floating. Mm. So, would you like to pick which one falls asleep first, or would you like me to? <laughs> I will let you, because we all know this was, like, this wasn't any, like, pure shit. This was, like, cut with baby formula. So, what? whatever you see fit. And shit. Yeah, this is a good- Left leg. Left leg? Goodbye. Left leg. I fall flat on my face. Your left leg is weightless. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve this. It's called hubris. Enin. I will give you one more shot to investigate something before the rest of the crew starts to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and did you, I think we said that Brummett. Uh, Brummett went on to the, the yeah, he went on to the marketplace. Uh, then his cabin is fair game, right? It is fair game. There is a, there is a typical lock on the cabin, but that's up to you if you think. It's not super difficult to pick. I think we'll risk it. Go for it. Let me see a sleight of hand. Let me know if you get less than 10. Okay. Plus four. Okay. 17 again. Nice. Yeah. How do you... Now, do you keep these tools? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How do you get in? Uh, I'll take the lock picks out of my belt and uh, pick the lock as quickly as I can. And then open the door and enter shut the door behind me and have a quick look around. Now, the first mate cabin is a single bunk cabin. It has a small desk, not desk not too uh, dissimilar to a student's desk, and there's a footlocker at the end of the bed. Mm-hmm. No other books or papers or things like that around? Bromit doesn't seem to keep a lot of books. He's not terribly intellectual. Not even sure he can read, frankly, but mm-hmm. let's find out. It would absolutely surprise you. <laughs> Let's check under the mattress of his bunk. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to roll investigation? Mm, Twelve. Twelve? You're seeing a lot of mattress. Yeah. Yeah, just a mattress. Wow. Yeah. I knew this guy was boring. But... Twelve is enough to, when you pick up the mattress, unfortunately, twelve was not enough to notice that there is a hole that was kept into cut into the bottom of the mattress, into the straw mattress, um, your hands go into something a little dry and dense. It smells terrible. What the? If what you, is this? If you had to <laughs> guess, you'd, you'd say that somebody has played a prank on the uh, first mate by cutting a hole in his mattress Uh-oh. and stuffing it. Well, he had it coming. <laughs> So, Just wipe fine. your hands off on the bits. Yeah. Not time for this. All right. Uh, foot locker. Locked? Okay. Open? Not locked. We can go. All right. Let's open it. What are you looking for in particular? Well, the first mate's in charge of everything. So um, if he doesn't have any records of 
passengers would be very surprised. But the absence of those records would also tell me something. So I'm looking for a, a passenger list or a manifest or something that shows, you know, who's taken passage, paid for it, who's left the boat in the recent past few months. As you start to go through this footlocker, which is open, so I will not make you roll for this, you start to go through it and you notice that there are, there is parchment in here, but no no manifest. Uh, now, you know whenever this new crew was coming aboard, Nicodemus had taken most of their names and signatures down, um, but Brummett had had access to the passenger slips, so the fact that they are not in here suggests that perhaps they are in the captain's quarters. You haven't seen Captain Garvin in some time, not since he hired you. Why doesn't Brummett have those lists? God, they're not here. When you are looking at this parchment, though, you notice something else strange. There's no change of clothing. There's no personal effects. Have I ever seen Brummett change clothes? Or does he wear <laughs> the same thing every day? Because He wears the same thing it's remarkably clean, but there's nothing here that speaks of Brummett, which is strange because he's been the first mate for as long as you can remember. Huh. Where has he been spending his nights? Where has he been spending okay. them, indeed? As you look at this bed, you notice, you think about it, you think about this, this hole in this mattress, the dry that was in it. The bed that is completely made, the desk that has no books, no papers, the parchment that is in this footlocker, as you turn it over in your hand, all you see are these charcoal scribbles on them. Who knows? Perhaps he was trying to learn how to write. Hmm. Wow. Does anybody actually live in here? This is very strange. All right. Time to go. I'll try to put everything back in order as well as I can. Go ahead and uh, you can do sleight of hand, perception, insight. Plus sleight of hand. Okay. 14. That's good. You can lock the door behind you when you leave. <laughs> you caught on to my trick. <laughs> I almost got you. Constantina. Now, Constantina, you and Mercy... You had wandered off to do your own shopping, didn't you? We did. Mm-hmm. And it is you two who run into Nicodemus. And Nicodemus at first looks a little surprised, but then very excited, as though he had been given a task, forgot to do it, but lucked into it, rather like a small child. And he points you to the people beside him. Hello. Please don't kill me. No, uh, the father asked me to get the passengers, and then I found them, and I'm not sure what to do with them. Do you know? Uh, oh, who, uh, who's what? your father? What? Who, who's your Who's your father? You said father. Does Vasily have like a secret? Someone that we don't know? About? Oh no, she. Well, Vasily does have lots of secrets. We just kind of stare at Nicodemus. Nicodemus <laughs> has a very similar face to the one that he had when you first met him, which is a change? I what? want to talk about everything, but maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Mother would be mad at me if I said something. But Mother's not here, and she wouldn't get sweets with me. 
I think I'm cross with her. V, you got some, you got some sweets. Do you want some candy? I heard you talk about candy I got vanilla peppermints. And some chocolate. Oh, uh, I'm more of a black licorice type. I got some black licorice for Fasley. Mother loves black licorice. I will say, I will say that the three with him have been watching this entire exchange. Now, there is an older woman, Vistana, and a young man, perhaps early 20s, late teens, and a younger woman around Mercy's age. And she has been peering at you, Mercy. She's... I kind of touch my horn self-consciously. Mercy Albrecht! What? Do I recognize this person? You do after a moment. What does Ingrid Wagner look like? Oh, um, Ingrid uh, Wagner is uh, also a tiefling. She has um, red-toned skin um, and... uh, uh, and like black hair that's like braided and kind of like the braids are like twirled around on her head. Yep. Now you notice her, her look is more severe than it was perhaps when you were sorority sisters. And she isn't wearing, of course, the uniform for your academy days, but she will, she still has that sort of haughty tilt to her chin that always gets under your nerves. Uh, oh, and I kind of start and I let go of Constantina's hand and I'm like trying to like, I don't know, unwrinkle my clothes if I think they're wrinkly. I and like fix my hair and uh what are you doing here? So far from Darkon. I'm surprised they ever let you away from the mainland. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you were always so fragile. She was always so fragile. Oh, you're so s- so sweet. <laughs> Marcy, who, who, who is this? Is this a friend? Um, this is Ingrid um, from uh, from the Academy in Darkon. Uh, she was uh, the, the president of uh, the sororities that I was in. And valedictorian. And valedictorian. Mm. Well, it's, um, it's nice to meet you, Ingrid. She's, she's very, uh, she's always been so smart and uh, such a good leader and, um, and so pretty. And, um, Mercy is like shrinking behind Constantina. I'm going to put my arm around Mercy. Oh, Mercy, are you the one who is working on this, uh, vessel? Will you be handling my bags? Oh, no, I'm, I'm sick. You then, and she starts handing her luggage off to you, Constantina. I will take it with dignity. <laughs> I will take those for you. Oh, they're a little heavy. I'm sorry. You've been carrying these around all day. And Anything she, else I can carry for you? She sort of uh, straightens her wrist gloves. and. No, I suppose that would be all this hour. I expect dinner by nine. And she sort of tosses her head and marches past you towards the boat. I'm going to put her luggage down. <laughs> the older woman and the younger man, both Vistana, uh, sort of eye you and then eye her. Oh, hello. I'm Constantina. And I hold up my hand. I'm the, uh, the older woman um, looks at the two of you and then looks at Nicodemus. I am Vincenzia. This is my son, Stefano. Stefano, will you please help the ladies? 
And her uh, son gives a sort of cheeky grin and picks up both bags and drops them over the side of the gangplank into the water. <laughs> I, I wink at him. Like, solidarity. Oh, no, see if he'll get fat. That's okay, and, we can get them later. A most unfortunate accident. They're sinking, so... <laughs> Perhaps too many useless things in them. Nothing mm. could be done. Such a pity. Uh, Mercy smiles a tiny bit. In our last moments at the market, what does everybody do? Um, I would like to, as I'm, you know, was foiled by Opal, I just want to kind of wander my way back. And on my way back, just like almost trip over Vargas. And he's, <laughs> I assume he's just still face planted on the ground. And I just kind of look, I look down at him and kind of like nudge him with my foot. Vargas will say it's been an hour. Right arm. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, I attempt to push myself up with my right arm. It does not work. And so I kind of like roll over onto my side, drooling a little bit. Um, and I reach out my hand that doesn't work to Vosley and end up just like kind of like dragging it down her front and like, my friend, help me. Ugh. Okay, come on. And she kind of kneels down and slings one of his arms over her and tries to help him up and go back. And uh, Opal would uh, like to uh, find uh, Mercy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mercy sees Opal approaching and she kind of like shies away, still feeling kind of embarrassed. Uh, Opal hands out, or um, Opal extends a green gloved hand to Mercy. Is it green now? Do you mind uh, taking my hand? I uh, feel like I've I'm uh, weighed down with my purchases. What? You, you, you want to hold my hand now? I, uh, yes. <laughs> um, Mercy uh, wistfully prestidigitates uh, your hand and then holds it. <laughs> A very smart, always clean something first. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> And they walk over the gangplank together. Constantina, as you start to approach the ship, uh, Stefano sort of trails two fingers on the outside of your elbow and looks towards you. Fire and fortitude, sister. And he smiles and walks up the gangplank alone with his mother. I, like, do what I just did and squeal a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And then I compose myself, and I uh, follow onto the boat. And then where are you when everybody comes back to the boat? If it's time for the passengers and the crew to return, it's better to be about business. So I'm getting ready for the night watch, which means inspecting the hatches, making sure that things are where they're supposed to be. And are we taking on more passengers? You are. You're taking on three more passengers. Uh... And you see, as you, as these passengers start coming aboard, Brummett has parchment with him and has them signing their names. When they finish signing... Where does that parchment go when he is done with it? When they finish signing, you see him roll it up and sort of set it into a satchel on his side. Opal, the sun is set and the moon is beginning to peak. 
between the clouds, and it's going to be a beautiful night. It is. Opal pulls from her back pocket um, a bag of candy and uh, puts it into Mercy's hand as she withdraws her own. A gift. I believe this is right. Oh, thank you. I love vanilla peppermints. I didn't get any. And she just like drops the bag she bought overboard. (laughs) I didn't get any. And oh, thank you. And she like takes one and kind of like unwraps it and like stares into your eyes and like pops a vanilla peppermint in her mouth. But I must go perform the rituals for the corpse. A rituals? We say corpse? I this is so romantic. I could join you. Uh, possibly. Maybe after dinner we could reconvene. I must consult. I must consult my deity. I'm not. I am. Uh, I usually am pretty private. And Opal's starting to look like a little nervous <laughs> at this point. So. Mercy takes her dagger with the bell shaped like a skull out and like holds it to her heart um, and says, no, 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 no sacrifices. Um, please. Thank you. Oh, I, n- n- I mean, you, you already have one. And so I, I just thought, um, but maybe it's, it's too soon. Like hand holding before then you're ready. Uh, and she puts the dagger back uh, on her belt. <laughs> Opal sort of fingers the uh, cameo on her neck and, um, and smiles and says, oh, I will see you soon. And kind of does like a, a nod and bow and then um, walks back to the infirmary. As Opal parts from you, the clouds sort of shift and the moonlight dims and disappears under this veil of darkness on the top deck. And you can hear the slightest ring of the bell of your dagger in your back. Should have asked you what that meant when I had the chance. I know. Unfortunate. Who is working tonight? I would like to volunteer, in part because I am curious what phase the moon is in right now. The moon is in a waxing crescent. Um, alright. Well, I would like to hang out on the deck and try to be useful, keep watch, do something. Anyone else? I think Vasily would be up on the deck. She's had a bad day, and she's just kind of hanging out near the side, looking out. I don't think Vargas should be anywhere near where he could fall off the boat, so I will stay. No. <laughs> I probably sleep it off. Mercy will be um, on the deck after Opal parts, um, and we'll find Vasily so she can give her the licorice she bought for her. It's really sweet. And Opal will be performing certain ceremonies on the night of the waxing moon that are very important. What about you, Annan? Find where Constantina went. She promised us a song. Seek her out. Where are you, Constantina? I'm on the deck. Because Mm. I need to talk to Vasily. Did you finish your shopping? I did. I bought lots of candy. I like to think that I bought, by the way, I'd like to think that I bought Mercy's candy. So when she dumped hers in the water, that was partially a gift from Constantina. Perfect. I don't think Constantina does not know that, but um, yeah, because I also bought myself some candy. We've just changed the watch over. You, I believe, volunteered to perform maybe something pleasant for such a beautiful evening. The crew would enjoy it. I would be glad to. Would you prefer me to go uh, below deck? 
Is that where everyone no. convenes, or would you rather me stay up here? No, here, where everyone can hear you. Okay, sure. Um, Do you want to bring anyone else? And then we have a little audience, and I can, like, you know, stand on some of the crates, and we can make, like, a stage. And I start moving crates around. <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourself out. Constantina is going to perform Vasily, we should help. And I start moving crates, too. Vasily just kind of stays where she is and eats some of the licorice quietly. <laughs> I look for Vasily and I cast message on Vasily. I need to talk to you because you owe me something. So don't think that you can hide from me on the ship. Vasily kind of looks very shocked and shakes her head and just keeps eating licorice and shrugs. I know you heard me. Okay, fine. When do you want to talk? After my show. Fine. Which I, I know you will enjoy because you will look like you're enjoying it. No, I'm not. She just keeps eating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will lead a rousing performance on the high seas and I'll play jaunting tunes on my violin. Perfect. I clap. <laughs> and then do you stay for the performance? I will stay for the start of it. Um, have the new passengers joined us? Or are they below deck in their, in their quarters? They they go below deck. Now, the two Vistana, they stay on deck. They love a rousing party. Ingrid has gone below deck. She retired immediately to her bunk. Um, she seemed very upset that her bags had not made it onto the ship. So sad. Tragic, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Opal contacted her to let her know that there are some clothes left behind. That you are welcome to wear. You have not heard from her since you contacted <laughs> that. <laughs> maybe maybe it's my doctor's handwriting, cleric's handwriting. <laughs> so, Enid, do you, you stay for the beginning? Do you go to bed? Or? Uh, I want to stay for the beginning. I want to see if she sings any better than she climbs. But after a, after a couple of songs, I'll retire for the night. Vargas. Did you go to bed, Vargas? <laughs> Vargas, you can hear the thump of feet from the top deck, and you can hear that rousing reel that Constantina plays so well on that violin. I just want to sleep this off. And you're laying in that bunk, and you can feel like your stomach is floating. You feel weightless, euphoric, boundless. Like you're flying out of your skin. And you can hear the sort of a scritch, scritch, scratch on the wooden door of your cabin. And you can feel Claudia's arms around your shoulders. She holds you so tight and she shakes against you and she says, don't open that door. And that's where we'll end for tonight.
Are you still there? You're sending help, right? They can find me and any survivors at talesfromthemiss.com, at MissTalesDnd on Twitter, or on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Please help us, Mistwalkers. Walkers.